I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. Hello and welcome to AI Movie Night. I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight I'm going to be discussing Star Wars The Last Jedi. This is part two of our spoiler discussion of that film, so if you haven't seen it yet, please go and see it and then listen to both parts of this podcast and see if you agree with our thoughts. As ever, when discussing Star Wars, I'm joined by my Star Wars team of Gag Sandon and Andy Wales. We've got so much to discuss and they need no no introduction because you've heard them on the other Star Wars pods, so I'm going to get straight into it. What were your thoughts on, I know you've touched on these earlier, but if you could tell me in a bit more depth, Gags, what your thoughts were on that decision to kill off Snow. Obviously, you have touched on them earlier, but I'd be interested to go a bit deeper with that. Oh man! Uh, I personally can I just say that I thought the the scene was outstanding first and foremost. Oh yeah, like yeah, I totally agree. I thought it was um it was a brilliant end to him, you know. But I'd love to have you know known a bit more, like I said earlier. But I just thought the <sighs> maybe a flashback through them talking in the force or something. But the, I think it was a perfect time. That was that would they could have used it really well for him, you know. Could have been a perfect time. Well, you know that that connecting through the Force? Yeah. That could have been a perfect time for Kylo to, like, go into a bit more depth on Snoke. You know, like a flashback. Yeah, yeah. That could have been perfect, you know? It would have just... Then, fast forward to that scene, how much more value would it have had? Loads. You know, but I thought how he outsmarted Snoke was the clever part. I thought it was... Because yeah, because obviously Snoke's really cocky in the whole thing, so playing with playing with um, Ray like a ragdoll, isn't he? And he and yeah. she actually says to him, she actually warned him, "You're underestimating Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker." And he yeah. he totally does. He closes his eyes. She's blocking his vision, and the way he twists both lightsabers at the same time, I thought it was it was outstanding. I thought it was really well wow. done, very clever. No way he's going to su- suspect it, and. I also thought it was brilliant that someone's there's always someone losing their legs or arms, aren't they, in the movies? And yeah. um Snoke's arms cut off as well, did you notice? I didn't you know. Because no, his arm's resting on the on the armchair thing on the on the side. So when it chops him up, it slices his arm off as well. <laughs> so there's just an arm lying there on the side. Oh yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. so it's like, so like they they carried on with the tradition of chopping a limb off. <laughs> so I thought I thought overall I read and twist wise, wow. Wow, wow, oh, yeah. wow. Great. And it really puts Kylo Ren over as a badass. Like yeah. you know how we thought he was very weak before? And yeah, Luke outsmarts him, but come on, Luke is doing something absolutely, we'll we go to the end, extraordinary to to do that. You know, that is an extraordinary yeah. skill that Yoda's pushing him to do, obviously, when he's talking to him, but we'll go there. But, so, so, it makes him look stupid, but that's just a master being outsmarting a, an apprentice type thing, right? And Ren yeah. hasn't got his full, full, um, 
training or powers, I don't think yet. But and obviously, there's that emotional tie between them. Exactly. That means that family, Ren's that not in his best when facing Luke because that history's there, and obviously, he purposely looked like Luke did when he actually, you know, was 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 considering killing him. So yes, he did. That, very, that, very well that unsettles done. him. Very there. Same like in the first one where he was injured. So there are reasons why at times he looks, he looks weak, weak, but as you've just said, he, Gags, he it, put it makes over him strong. Look badass. Yeah, he was yeah. badass. He looked strong. The fight scenes made him look badass. He, the the whole intelligence. Yeah, intelligence. It just to, to get the better of Snoke like that. To get the better of Snoke was just beautiful, and the whole what I loved about it was the tease that he's going light. Yeah. So that decision to kill Snoke was a great one, in fact, because it. What you can say was the decision was brilliant to kill him off because it, 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 Andy will know it puts over someone else. It's rubbing off. You're rubbing, you're giving rub to someone, but the rub could have been far greater had they given a backstory to Snoke. Like, I agree. Kylo Ren would have been in the strats. Like, he would have been, you know, I wouldn't say Darth level, but he would be amazing level to kill his master. Something that Darth Vader didn't even do. Kind of. Kind of did, actually. He did. He did. He, he threw him down the thing, didn't he? Darth Vader did yeah, do in did, the end. Yeah. So, matching what Darth did, killing a Sith, you know? That's a big fucking deal. Now... Dark Side uh, Galactic Champion. Exactly. There you go. He's a champion. So, it is a big deal. Like Andy says, though, I just think the the the, the lack of backstory of Snoke just diminishes it a little bit. But if you take that away and you look at it from the scene for what it was, Kylo Ren is now... Supreme Leader Ren, and that is huge for the movie and the the franchise going forward because uh, another great thing that came from it was he wants done with old things. Another move from the movie, I don't care about Jedi, I don't care about Sith, I care about me and you ruling this damn place, and that is it. We will take over, and we will do what we want, and like Dark, fuck it off, I don't care. It's... It, it was a very bold move, that whole scene. The best scene, by the way, of the whole movie was Snoke and then everything that goes on after. Yeah. The, what, what were your thoughts on it all? And the, uh, obviously, again, you touched on it in the earlier part, but what were your thoughts on the decision to, you know, kill off Snoke the way it was done and that question of his backstory and us not getting to find out, you know, much about him? I thought it kind of made me feel like you know the the all powerful supreme leader wasn't really quite that supreme after all. And I get that, yeah, that there's the arrogance in there, and and obviously you know emphasizing the power of of Kylo Ren and the ingenuity and how they did it, the actual the the method that was used was quite smart, and and I do quite like that, but. It just seemed a bit too simple and a bit too easy in a way, and and the, but that whole that entire lack of backstory, it, it just made you you know he, he's just killed Snook, you know how is that significant? Who's Snook? You know what have we seen other than him mentioned a few bits here and there? We've got nothing to really think that this was significant with the Emperor. You know, it was everything, as much as it was a story about the Skywalker family, it's right from the first, the very first film, well, the the very first of the prequels, you know, it's Palpatine rising through power, you know, showing his ruthlessness, and then, you know, unveiling that he's actually, you know, a Sith Lord, and you see that power, and it's developed and grown and grown, so that by the time Darth Vader throws him down, you know, in in uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, that is really, really significant. You know, that that is, it's such a significant thing. This is a guy that, that, what? What What does it, what exactly does it mean? You know, like I said, you know, he gets the robe and he's done this and that, but the rule from who you are, beat a guy, what guy? Well, just that guy. And it didn't, <clears throat> I don't think they did enough of building that character and, and offering you enough to really, really think that it was ex- as significant as the storyline suggests that it should be. 
Uh, and that's where I feel that they really... That was a disappointing thing in the movie for me. I feel that they really missed a trick with that character. They really could have done an awful lot more in developing it and making that scene more. And then from there, you know, Kylo Ren outsmarting him and beating him just adds that bit more to Kylo Ren once again. So, yeah, it, it was... It, in one sense, it was well done. In, in other other facets, it was... It was still disappointing, but I've got to say the scene that followed that with all the, the um, with with the guards fighting them that that was pretty damn cool. I oh, I did enjoy that. They were harder to kill than he was. Well, it's 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 funny. I I I'd agree with you both on that. I loved I loved the idea of killing Snoke. The ingenuity he showed, uh, you know, the power because Snoke had shown how powerful he was. Like you both said, you know, crazy levels of power. We've seen nothing like that before that I can remember anyway. And I just think because we didn't have any backstory, it felt a little bit unsatisfying despite being so good. It, it could have been so much better if we'd have had that sort of flashback, as Gag said, or some other way of knowing more about who this was, where he came from, and how he got to this level of power and how he got to sort of manipulate Kylo Ren. And it's a pity we didn't have that, but I'd echo both your thoughts about, you know, how impressively done it was, except for that one aspect. And as you've just John there, Andy, that scene, you know, I, I love the look of his chambers, those guards, as you say, how badass were they, you know, you've got Kylo and Ray to, extremely powerful force users with lightsabers and they you know and obviously there was more of them but they put up a real good fight and really tested them and it was just great to see it just looked amazing didn't it really did obviously we've we've mentioned a fair bit about about it in discussing that scene but what did you think overall about the relationship between ray and kylo in this film andy I think the obvious tease is this is just essentially a love story between these two. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's that's an obvious direction, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and that kind of, I guess that that plays on that whole chemistry and and that back and forth and that tension between them. You know that again, the whole sort of um, Han Solo Princess Leia tension. You know the 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 combustible relationship between them that that you know teeters between aggression and and passion um so i think that there's the obvious tease of you know the bigger picture will be that's that's where the those two are heading but then you you get the little teases all the time with with ray and finn that you sense that there's there's something there that there's a there's a you know a, a different level of caring between those two characters so i i don't know but the the actual the way they played off each other and and the discussions you know via the force I, I thought that was a nice twist actually I know some people might not like that um but I think I think it's almost showing you know the developments of of different people using the force differently and and it, you you've got to think you know it, it's not always just going to be exactly the same from the first movie to any other movie everyone's going to use it exactly the same and I like that. And then the fact that even Snoke said, you know, I facilitated that. But then they continued afterwards. So it was, I guess it shows, you know, displays their power of and their hold on the force. And it was, I, I think it was a nice little twist. I, I like that kind of progression of, of moving from just being able to communicate with each other and hear each other's voices to actually being able to see each other. And as, you know, Ren said, you know, why is it that I can I can see you, but I can't see your surroundings? Yet, whereas she could see more. So it was. Yeah, it was I thought there was that. nice little. Yeah, I thought there was nice little bits dropped in there, and it, I guess it's just emphasising, you know, what Luke was saying. This raw power that he was talking about. You know, I've only seen this raw power once before, and you know, it didn't scare me enough then, but it does now. And it's, I guess, it's emphasising that these aren't just you know regular jedi powers these these two have got something quite special but very very raw and untamed and it's yet to be developed but so that so it's almost them two playing off each other in that sense as well you know kind of similar 
in their powers and, and unsure what each other's got and testing each other all the way through it. But it's uh, it's a kind of an intriguing story in, in the way that it's developing. But it does, to me, it does point towards that it's long term. It is a, a bit of a love story between those two. What about yourself, Gags? What were your thoughts? I thought they were they were superb. All the scenes are superb. Uh, they were superb. I think it sets everything up so well going forward. Uh, they have a connection. We don't know what it is or whether it was just Snoke, like Andy just said, but they had something in the first movie too. Um, Star Wars always makes you think it's um, romantic and then turns it into a sibling thing. <laughs> so you don't know what to believe, which is good because they make you play on that now. Um, but I thought they acted the scenes really well as well. I thought it was very believable. And um, their connection was kind of cemented with their tag team scene against the elite Praetorian Guard. And obviously that Praetorian Guard they've they've created for this uh, movie, but their origin is that they were bodyguards of um, Galactic Emperor Sheev Pal- Palpatine, you know, basically Darth Sidious. So they've, they've kind of tried to tie things in with that. So they are very trained. And for two not-so-trained Force users, they were pretty damn awesome, and they worked together well, and I thought that kind of proves their connection that they were able to to work well together just like as they did so that was really nice touch i thought in that in that best scene of the movie that they're working together and when they're standing back to back i think it goes down as one of the best scenes you know like honestly it was i agree yeah it goes down as one of those great lightsaber type um scenes that we've seen in some of the earlier ones like obviously the best lightsaber battles have come in like the films out of the shittest haven't they (laughs) people people remember the first three for the crazy lightsaber duels so um so you know one two and three not the first three but one two and three for the crazy duels so so this is if it's going to be ranked alongside them by people then at least it has a really good lightsaber type scene in there which was oh yeah which is amazing and um like I said, and we've, nev- we've never seen them guards fight before either, you no, know, as well. They so were it's so like, good. I, I, th- I think it, it was great to see that because when you see them, obviously, I know they'll be here slightly, obviously, slightly different guys and they look slightly different, but obviously, still similarities mm. to the original, original trilogy. But when you saw, you know, guards guarding the Emperor, you think, how badass have they got to be? Mm. If they're guarding the Emperor, and we got to see a glimpse of exactly how good they were. That, you know that one and, uh, scene that when he's when he's dragging her towards him with that little chain, and he's moving. Yeah. Doom, doom. Oh my god! I thought that was such a great scene. It just, oh, it was. She just kills him. But I mean, just there was absolute no fear from either of them. They were ready to kill. That was another thing yeah. that came out of it. They were just. It was oh, just like. So well, it's, good. It, but also, I think that's another aspect, though, Gags. That we've seen a few glimpses that Ray, you know, in the dark side, you yep. know, she can go very dark herself, can't she's, she? She loses control, anger, everything goes crazy when she pulls a lightsaber on Luke, for example. So yeah. you know, she wants the truth, but obviously that's just a threatening behavior. But then, you know, both of them so shines, so show signs of light and dark, you know, and and yeah. him especially, Kylo Ren especially, the battle, and I just think. You know, he just, like I said before, he wants to end everything. He just wants it to be, he just wants it to be um, her and him. And he wants to end Solo Snow Skywalker. And he wants his own dynasty, you know, with Rey. So, I mean, pure, pure conflict from um, from Solo in every way. He doesn't kill Rey, doesn't, uh, sorry, saves Rey, doesn't kill his mom. You know, very much so signs of, being light as well as then going yeah. dark again. So, I mean, as a character, you've got to love it. I mean, Nina goes, by the way, she wanted me to put this in that for three minutes, he looked like Keanu Reeves. Uh, shut up, <laughs> Nina. Right. But I, I just thought he, he was, he was brilliant, man. He was honestly so good. Kylo Ren in this movie. I, he after was. the first one, you know, we were had doubts, didn't we remember at the end, but I really enjoyed yeah. what he was in this. He show, he's showing yeah, a lot of anger. He's showing a lot of frustration. He can't get her to follow him. That's going to be his thing now where he's rejected by her. And so I, he's pissed at her now. I thought so. that was really good as well. Sorry to, to interrupt there. Apologies. I'll, I'll let you finish now, but just because it, uh, it feels relevant to what you're saying. Uh, I thought that was really good. I know we, some of us didn't like the Ray reveal of sort of who her parents were or weren't, but I thought that was a really 
good way where he said, you know, you're not, you're no part of this story. Nobody cares about you, but I do. And I thought that was a really good way to sort of get him even more in her affections. Obviously, she's got feelings for him already, but that I thought that was really well done. That bit. Yeah, I thought it was really good as well. That 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 was the only bit that saved that that he was using it as a selfish point of view. Uh, that, but that was it. I just thought otherwise. I, I wanted to know more about her her parents in a different way. But um, finally, I just think um, if Andy is right and it is a love story type thing, you're getting a bit of a triangle there with Finn as well, or maybe even the quad thing with Rose. It's just too many things yeah. going on. <laughs> But yeah, I, I honestly thought they were brilliant, uh, both of them. Uh, everything to do with their relationship was good. Uh, that, I think we'll cover the force stuff a bit later. The, the sexual chemistry between them was great as well. You know, I've seen a few people say you don't normally get that level of sexual chemistry in a Star Wars film, but it really did feel, you know, massively as if there was this connection between them. You know, they're obviously on different sides, essentially, of the sort of dark and light divide, but there was something else there that clearly, you know, from my perspective, attracted to each other and also sort of fascinated by each other. They both they, they both got a real fascination with the other person. And that's why obviously they both do things that they, with anybody else they they likely wouldn't do. They likely wouldn't have these moments of doubt and you know, between the light and the good. So no, it's just that is something I'm really looking forward to see carried on in the next one, just where that will go, as you have both touched on. Gags, I'm going to come to you for this one because I know probably more than anyone on this pod, this will have excited you. What was it like to see Yoda again? Did did you like his sort of look they gave him, and did it feel like the Yoda from the original trilogy? It was pure nostalgic, man, which is amazing. You know, I just felt like it was dead cute, like we mentioned earlier in the in the last pod. You know, when he's smacking him with the stick on his head. And it made Luke look like a real little kid again, and he keeps calling him <laughs> Young Skywalker. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you know, Yoda's hundreds and hundreds of years old. True. But, yeah. it, and it's true, he's got to call him young, and he is young in comparison, but pure nostalgic, it needed it. The movie really needed this because it put you back in that seat, and it was just a moment for everyone. Like, like Luke and R2-D2, that little scene, just two minutes, it wasn't long enough but it gave you what you wanted for... Magical, wasn't it? Exactly. It gives you that pure nostalgic moment. And this was very similar. But it had so much in it, dude. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. You know, like when he says, you know, you've got to pass on what you've learned. Weak, folly and failure also. The greatest teacher failure is. Like, you know, it's telling him that you failed. But doesn't that doesn't make you stupid or wrong. It just makes you like, that's what happens. That's what we are. We're people. We're going to get things wrong. And the biggest line out of the whole thing was his last line. Uh, we are what we grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And obviously I've watched it enough and I've even downloaded a copy of it because I, I wanted to really nail on this line because we are what we grow beyond. That is the burden of all masters. Now he's trying to teach him the last lesson what is beyond it's it's that where yoda is right now and the burden is that you always will be there when you go beyond that's how i take it anyway and that plays into the ending which we'll go to but i think this scene had so much in it for you know how what what happens in the next movie as well with luke massive massive ramifications the importance of having yoda come in and say those words was huge for me because uh, he's got to go above and beyond you know, he's got, he's telling him you've got to go above and beyond. If, if you've got to, if you, if you think you failed somebody, now you need to use your powers. You need to use your force to do something extraordinary to help and then move beyond, you know, use that force goes, use that projection, whatever it is. And I think that's what then lines up Luke for the next movie, but we'll go on to the, because I don't think that's the end of Luke. I think you'll see, I think we will get out of the ninth one what we wanted out of this one. You know, the, the, the connections and the fun and the whatever are from Luke. I think we'll get all from there. And in the scene at the end when he's fighting Kylo Ren as the projection, Luke clearly says he will not be the last Jedi. He says it clearly. And Rey is not a Jedi yet. She's not been trained. So 
Someone's got to train her. It's all pointing towards that. And it's all from what Yoda said, all of it. And like the tree and the, the burning down, hilarious. Like he's just trying to one-upsmanship from Yoda. <laughs> it's just so funny. It just makes you laugh. And he says, well, who cares? She already knows what's in there. All the, How far she is progressed. It was already in the books. She's already there. She doesn't need them. It's fine. She needs to know the last few things. You know, you need to teach her all the rest that, that that's not in there. That's from you, personal things. You know, the things that you... Maybe, I don't know, war tricks. I don't know, whatever it is. She needs to learn something else, but not what's in there. She's already got all that. All those forced things she's doing. I liked, I liked the humour in that, you know, with saying it, you know, about the books, all the scripts are in there. Have and you read them? Read, read them, have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I like, well, um, you know, um, <laughs> I just... Well, isn't that the, the, the beauty of the, the sort of the Yoda wisdom? That is a big thing sometimes in life. and He's good at puncturing sort of accepted wisdoms where, you know, like it, obviously in the originals where he, he, he said, Luke says he's looking for a great warrior and Yoda says, War not make one great, and I I love things like that. And the ones you've mentioned there, like where Gags mentioned about, you know, failure and things, and obviously what you've mentioned there, and I love that because that that is the beauty of Yoda. They're real. They're real, he, though. He, yeah, he he doesn't just follow sort of, you know, this is what a wise person should say. He, he, he you know, and I know it's it's a, it's a character in a fantasy film, but it. it, it there, there is real wisdom in the stuff he says, you know, even if he says it in a strange way a lot of the time, but he's right. Then books, you know, people give them the, in the film, Luke's given these, the, this mystique, but you haven't even read them. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know exactly what it says. And as Yoda says, they're not exactly page turners. You know, I just love that. And also, just with, something... with regards to those books, uh, uh, Joe, we have to remember, she says she's been there before. She says she's got a connection to them. So it also throws out the thought that she's a nobody. Yeah. Was she one of was she one of the ones, you know, the students that he took? That's an interesting uh, question. Yeah. I, I don't think she is, but it, it, it's well, well within the bounds of possibility. You yeah. Because we still don't re- even if her parents are nobodies, we still don't know exactly what happens to her, you know. In all the time she was on Jakku, do you know what I mean? So it's fascinating. There's so many possibilities. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you both. That was just absolutely magical. Yeah, Another it, moment. It def- so I was going to say, it definitely felt a lot more like the order of the original movies rather than the, 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 the order that was in the, uh, the prequels, which yeah, was probably a bit too CGI'd and too, um, <clears throat> Move too easily, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it had that. It had that nostalgia. It really did have that nostalgia feel to it, and it was it was a nice surprise, and it was it was just enjoyable. It was it was like that warm feeling, a warm fuzzy feeling inside. You know, like sat there at Christmas watching old movies and listening to old songs and things like that. That's it was it was great. It was, but it wasn't just not nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. You know, it played a part in the movie, it played a part in the story, but it, it did feel really nice. Yeah, and I think there's a, a certain nice symmetry to Luke at a, a, you know, the way Ray needs her mentor, Luke needs one of his great mentors at a time when he's at his lowest step. And, you know, he, he, he didn't disappoint. As you say, they had the look of the original trilogy, but also the feel of Yoda's spirit. I don't think the prequels ever truly captured that for me with Yoda whereas I think this did and you know it was just what just what Luke needed at that point in time in his life and you know just a magical moment for me another magical moment for me was the reunion between Luke and Leia what were your thoughts on that Andy? It was yeah that was touching it was nice it was nice to see them back together on screen Um, obviously you could say they could have done more but I think it probably gave more significance to the, you know, to the time that they were actually together on screen because it was so short. So it was, it, it was nice to see, and it, it, like you say, it was quite a touching thing. And obviously, because of, you know, because of Carrie Fisher's uh, passing, I, I 
think it just kind of adds that little bit more to it as well, doesn't it? As as long term Star Wars fans, you know, just to see them two together on the screen after all these years, it's just that uh, it, it does have that nice feel to it. So it was uh, again another another bit of nostalgia, you know, that connection to the original films and. And I think, you know, the news stories do need to keep those connections in there. But obviously, as we're going along, it's getting more and more about the newer characters. But we have them little flashbacks and them little, you know, tipping the hat to the to what's come before. Just, just to keep, I suppose, just to keep that identity. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. What about yourself, Gags? Yeah, I thought it was a lovely touch, but it was way too short. Like I said earlier, I wanted a bit more of them to somehow, and the story obviously limits what they could do with it. But I thought, imagine what they actually said in that scene that nobody's ever, you know, or ever gone, you know. And um, that was that was a touching moment because that was shot way before you know yeah. anything happened, and for it to work out the way it did. What a, what a, it's fate, isn't it? It feels like fate. It just feels like it was supposed to be. And those words were made for her in that movie because yeah. you'll never forget her and what she has, you know, cemented in this, in, in these movies. And going forward, you just don't know what's going to happen with her, obviously now, because they've, they've said they'd never CGI her, but, um, it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, in terms of, I think I've covered this already, you know, earlier, and I wanted it to be a lot more than what it was because, like Andy said, there's nostalgia, but that wasn't enough, man, for me. That wasn't yeah, enough. Well, there was, and I think that's why people would be pissed. Yeah, and that's what yeah. people would be pissed at because them two are hilarious together. And I think, uh, they, they would be really good if they were arguing about stuff. It just brings home again, even if it's 30 seconds of them just going back and forth, it brings, Suffering like just with Han, it wasn't long when they when they were fighting or arguing about stuff when they got together again, but it just brought back a warm feeling, a very warm feeling. That's what I wanted from this film more than anything, and I don't think um, don't think they delivered it enough. There you go. I think I've realised what it is. Don't think they gave that enough. The nostalgia was all Yoda and Luke. I don't think there was in and a couple of minutes with R2, well, a couple of seconds with R2-D2, and obviously Leia turning up in that. That was a great little bit. Um, oh, the, that, the was that was possibly great... my favourite bit of the film, that, to yeah. be honest, because that was just... That, nice that, touch. That was, it was so... Obviously mixed in with all this is, as you say, the, the, the loss of Carrie Fisher, mm. you know, which saddens all, all fans, you know. It, so mixed in is that, and it was just so... So sad to see someone who is broken, rejecting everything, and then he's reminded of of a time where he would do anything to help someone he'd never even met. Yeah. And as he, I think he calls it a low blow or a cheap he, trick. He or goes, something, he goes, he? That, that was a cheap shot. Uh, but, but, yeah. Or whatever it was, it was something. You're right. It was something like that. But yeah. he was. But R two was doing his best to convince his mate, you know, his friend, you know, his yeah. master or whatever to to turn around and he promised him at that point, I'm never leaving this island. And it was a promise. He, he was reminding himself. He was yeah. reminding him who he is as well, in a way, wasn't he? Mm. He called it, he called it, what did he call a lightsaber? A, a laser sword. Laser sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, just, just, yeah. You know what? There were nice little bits, but like I said, um, there just wasn't enough. I just wanted him to mix with a few more people. And that was the bit that was tough for me. And, um, same here. I um I think I've ne- I think I found it and I did think I'd find it while I was talking cuz I felt something was missing and it was just the nostalgia more a little bit more a little bit more not loads because I do believe it's important to go with the new characters and their growth and their and they've done it really well they did it excellently we haven't even talked about them yet and I just think that um I just think that this that was the one thing missing yeah no I I I I agree there I think uh, whilst it was magical to see them together it it wasn't enough particularly obviously in light of what we know now that you know they, they may bring Carrie Fisher sorry Leia back as CGI although it seems unlikely at this point but obviously it's not the same and you know we've waited to see these two people together and I know it it mightn't have saved the story to have them share more screen time but just as someone who's waited for it 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 did leave you wanting so much more. So, so that is a, that is a pity, 
what were your thoughts on Luke, you know, taking on the first order on his own as a uh, as a projection, and obviously that revealed that it was a projection. What? How do you think that was handled, Gags? And did you did you like it? I did. I loved it mm-hmm. because we're going to go into the force discussion in a minute, but I just mm-hmm. think it fitted with what Yoda said to him, with what happens to him. You know, the whole thing. I just thought we're going to go to that obviously what follows this scene but i thought it was perfectly done uh when he's shot by all those cannons and everything and then he walks out you think i didn't see his lightsaber move you know (laughs) and you know my daughter was really clever in this and she said dad when did luke find a way to get like a makeover because he doesn't look the same doesn't look the same as what he was you know in the on the island and i was like you might be onto something there kiddo (laughs) and uh, She's smarter than me, you know, because um, he really was the same guy that was back, it was younger version, uh, when Kylo was a kid, when it was Ben Solo. So he projected himself what... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kylo would believe, you know? So that was clever. Um, I was very impressed that my kid picked up on it and not me. Oh, yeah. And um, it was it was perfect because he did not once touch. The lightsabers did not touch once. If you notice, and I watched it twice, maybe thrice now, that Luke is dodging every single shot. He's not touched once until that final bit where the reveal is. He is. He, they do not connect lightsabers. It's brilliantly done. Very he's well. He's not thought. leaving any footprints either, is he? Nope. He's not, he's not leaving no footprints in the cells. Nope, nothing. And so Ren doesn't realize this. So it's very cleverly done. Really good. And obviously he walks out after being shot. And then, you know, there's some comedy there from Hux as well. You think you got him? You think you done him? You know. And then, <laughs> uh, and then obviously he walks out and he wants to. Uh, he wants to. He wants to fight him. And that's where the anger is. And it's all about the spark. You know, like that that ignites the fire to the resistance or whatever. You know what she tells yeah. um, uh, Poe. And Poe, yeah. this is obviously Poe realizing I can't be reckless for the whole of my fucking life and I need to grow up and lead because Leia also tells him I saw fighters I saw no leaders you know when they when they were out there for the in the first opening of the movie a big slap to him that he's not a leader and she slaps him too he needed a few slaps because he's a bit idiot so I think it all it all worked very well into a few things that were going on with Finn and Poe that we haven't worked, uh, you know, talked about much because Finn's ready to fight all of a sudden because he's found a new confidence where he was a wussy, wanting to run away from things. So now Rose is happy with him and he's trying to commit suicide. And I actually was very upset that he was going to die. Honestly, yeah, I, was. I was really upset. I thought, shit, they're killing him off. I really did. And I tell you what, if they'd done it, it probably would have been the bit that, you know, the, again, the thing that I was missing. <laughs> I would have probably walked away a bit more hurt by it, but satisfied that they did something that I wouldn't expect. 
So again, moving on, he, both of them doing different things. Finn wanting to fight and then Poe saying, no, we've got to, we've got to go. We've got to go. We've got to, this is the start. And it, it reflects exactly what Luke's saying just before he leaves. This is not the end. I will not be the last Jedi. See you around, kid. Because remember yeah. when he says, if you strike me down, or if I, you know, when I do pass, I will be, I'll pretty much haunt you. And I reckon Luke will protect one, haunt the other in the next movie. Yeah, I think that's the way I see it going. I see him almost doing for Kylo what he did for Darth Vader, you know, but obviously as a, as a force ghost trying to, trying to guide him back to the light. Obviously, in at times, so if that does happen, obviously it'll be it will, will, will be a smooth path by any stretch. But with him saying he will haunt him forever, I, I agree with yourself. I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see. What were your thoughts, Andy, on on that scene? I think initially, is a, a kind of a bit of silliness about you, you know the so many of the walkers and the blasters, you know, being. Uh, aimed at him there is there is a little bit of silliness to it but you know the the way that it was all carried out and like and the reveal i love the reveal i did and and i think there's so many parallels there to be drawn between him and obi-wan kenobi in that as well you know that that whole sort of uh you know Providing a distraction, sacrificing yourself in order to provide a distraction for for others to get away, and and that was the, you Bang know that on, was the Bang yeah, on Andy. That's that's exactly what uh, Obi Wan Kenobi did, didn't he? He sacrificed himself and then became you know a Force Ghost, and and uh, this is what Luke is doing. So the, uh, there's definite parallels there. Beautiful. I mean, was it was it the um, was it the Empire, uh, emperor who said, "You know, strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine." Mm, yeah, yeah. So you, you, there's all little, like I said, there's all these little references that keep taking you back, and you, you know the conflict that the, the you know they're always tapping into. But I do like you know that that little parallel going in there. I like the way they did it. I just it was. Yeah, it, it was different. It was a, a new way to do something. And I actually, I like the fact that, you know, he went in the way that he did rather than being struck down by a lightsaber or, or whatever it is that Kylo Ren uses. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it makes it different. And it is, it's rather than he's got the better of him. You know, Luke's gone, but he's still got the better of Kylo Ren in the process. So it's, I, I thought it, like you say, apart from the the bit of silliness, which I, I did, I enjoyed in in some ways, but others in other ways, it was a little bit like, hmm, I can see why some people would not like that. Other than that, I thought it was brilliantly done, and and I, I loved, I just I loved when they cut to him on the island and you seen him there. You thought at that moment, just before it happened, you you knew this is it. He's going. And then, you know, well, his cloak drops. Yeah, you know this is happening. And it was. It was straight back to Obi-Wan Kenobi again, wasn't it? Uh, on the Death Star, you know, and it's boof. And, know, it, and also, also, not only that, Yoda as well. I know we've gone into the next point that you were going to make, um, yeah, no, that's uh, okay. Joe, but it's also Yoda. When he dies, he disappears. Yeah. He does not have any physical presence, just a cloak. So the consistency is beautiful. And if you can't see it and you're moaning about it, that's where your flourish and not, you're not actually seeing that they're actually tying up nostalgically. You know, it's, that is very pure Star Wars. That is. Yeah. And I, I think it, I, I, I totally agree there. And it was beautiful. And, you know, and I love, I love that previous scene. I think the people who have an issue have an issue with things like the force proje- projection. They've never seen anything like that before. And I think, he actually gives Leia, you know, a pair of dice from from the thing, and people are picking up on the things like that. How could he pick up them dice? Or but don't those dice, dice? Those dice disappear. I can't remember. They you, disappear. You, I've only seen it once, dude. Okay, okay. So I'll tell you what happens with those dice. Kylo Ren picks them up, 
and in his hand they disappear because they're also a force projection. Oh, I see. Well, that, that's good. That's good that they've, they've been consistent there. But I think the force projection thing itself is what a lot of people have got a problem with. I'm not a big fan of it because I've never seen it before. But where I differ from maybe the more stronger criticisms is, whilst I'm not a fan because I've never seen it before, I think it was done so well and worked so well within this film, not necessarily with, you know, the Star Wars theories or what's, you know, what Jedi can do, but it was done so well that I just accept it. And Andy obviously touched on it, and Luke's death was so beautiful, and, and as you mentioned, you know, resonates, you know, staring off at the, the binary suns, resonates with our original, you know, introductions to Luke. It was just a, a really magical way for for it, it to end for me. I know obviously a lot of people don't feel the same. Obviously, Andy's mentioned what he thought of Luke's passing. What what we all thought, Skags? I just like you said, he covered everything that I wanted to, you know, do. It was um, Yoda disappeared? Like I said, Obi Wan disappeared just before Darth struck him. His cloak dropped. I thought it was consistent. I thought it was brilliant, and. Um, I, I have no problem with that, with the Force stuff, but again, I think you have a whole section on, on the Force stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll, so, we'll, so. we'll, we'll be looking at that. Don't worry, don't worry. Interestingly, I know, I know you both love these sorts of, I don't know whether you can call this an Easter egg, but it's just a funny little quirk yeah. that it's not a criticism. It's just something Johnson uh, mentioned himself. He, he said, if they'd have actually done it realistically, We'd have heard the clang when Luke's metal hand hit the floor. Yeah, of course. You know, when he yeah, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because obviously that, that, like his cloak, that should be left behind. But he was just mentioning that as like a, a sort of an aside, really, a funny aside. Um, obviously, you mentioned it before, some of the other characters were, we haven't really touched on them. So uh, is there any of those that you, 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 any, any scenes or anything involving the likes of Poe or, or Finn, uh, anything like that that you'd like to, obviously Finn's new relationship, anything like that that we haven't touched on that you'd like to mention at all, Gags? Yeah, I'd like to mention a few things about Finn. I thought a bit of a side character in this film rather than a main. Yeah. And uh, that's a bit uh, that's a, that's a bit sad because I really enjoyed him in the first one. And the, you know, a new, yeah, he, got, he found a new friend and obviously a new romantic interest, but he only has eyes for Ray, really. Uh, she's obviously she's obviously seen at the end he's helping someone else so she might be conflicted a little bit it's going to be interesting in the last film for that but um, I found it very interesting that he, he you know he was running away again and he was he he had to get be rescued by Rose basically and it's gonna it's gonna be funny it's gonna be good to see where they go with it but I I do think the biggest the, the most important thing about Finn was DJ character. And also Phasma, because I actually think that Phasma's not dead. I, I don't think Phasma's. Oh, I, I don't think Phasma's dead. Um, you know, Finn himself fell off a ridge as well and came up on a bloody bet, whatever a rising thing. Why what, there might be one under the fire? How do you know? She is wearing a metal uh, a, a guard. You know, uh, she's not going to burn totally, is she? She's got a flipping that thing. Bullets were bouncing off it, so it's probably fireproof as well. Do you get what I mean? So there is... Yeah, they have no, left, yeah there's definitely... They, when you, when, they do say if you don't see someone actually physically die on screen... They're not dead. There's always the chance, yeah. Exactly. So I, I think she's still alive. So like I said earlier, Finn's building like an, an enemy list and he's going to have these side missions like Han Solo did with like Jabba the Hutt and all this where he's going to be fighting, you know, this DJ guy. I thought... Benito Del Toro was great, by the way, in his little scenes. I thought he was he was really good. I really enjoyed everything he did, and um, I think he's going to be a worthy adversary in the next movie if they if they do go that way. And I think Phasma's going to have again not enough not enough of a role. Um, she's not been used very much at all, and kind of not. She's not really. 
I know there's no fear for her. You know, I don't have a fear factor with her. So I want to see more of her in the next one and how she survived and maybe, you know, build some fear as she treats some people, maybe beats people up or something. I don't know. They need to do something to, to, to get you to actually think of her as a worthy adversary. Uh, I think DJs had much more than her already in the whole thing. <laughs> and um, so that's what I think of Finn and Poe. Um, come across a bit stupid at times in terms of how he's just risking people's lives. Um, you know, very reckless. I think that was the thing with him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's, I, he's yeah, fearless and he's brave and fearless, but reckless. Very reckless, and he stops. Uh, and that end, was, yeah. yeah. But you, you remember, you remember back to Yoda and and Skywalker, and that was a thing. And he's he's reckless, and it was you know when he was talking to Obi Wan Kenobi, he's reckless. He's reckless. So there's almost there's there's them little character traits, isn't there? Of, you know, that's what Star Wars heroes do have them traits about them. You know that they 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 almost have to have that, that recklessness to actually want to, you know, take the take the fight to this almighty empire that they're, they're trying to take on. So, yeah, it, I think it was it, it was it was good in a way, wasn't it? Because it uh, it, it was that peeling back some of the things from a hero, you know, the, 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 not your, your, your hero in a movie that's normally just celebrated and, and they were kind of picking at some of the faults. Yeah, you are a hero and yeah, you do this, but you know, you, it's not, you're not faultless and you're not, you know, not everything you say or do is right. And it was, I thought it was an interesting kind of peel back on the character and be interesting to see how they almost, if they build him back up, you know, from this, you know, and does that, will that be part of his growth as a character that he does become a great leader because he learns from, you know, he gets to see that and recognize the mistakes that he was making and he learns from them. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, he's learning from, you know, Leia uh, and Holdo, he's, he's, he's learning what true leadership is like. And it's not always about, you know, being flash and, you know, just following your instincts and, you know, off the cuff, you know, and sometimes it is about sacrifice and obviously sacrificing yourself at times. And, you know, it, it was good to see that development in them throughout the film. Um, back to uh, Finn and Rose, I did like their sort of, uh, whenever they were on screen together uh, talking, I, I, I did like it. I did like the chemistry between them. And uh, like yourselves, I sort of felt a little bit, could have done with more, more of Finn and I felt it was a sideshow, the casino stuff I weren't a big fan of that if I'm honest, I think that most of that could have been cut or just not used but then I suppose the counterpoint to that is well how do you fit Finn into this film still but I didn't think it was a great use of him for the most part I did like the fact that he still wants to run away. I like that. But I think that's brave for someone who, in many respects, is a is obviously a hero and someone we root for. I, I like that he still wanted to run away for much of the film, but at the end he was willing to make this great sacrifice, you know. And I'm not sure how I would have felt if he'd have done that because I, I do really like him as a character, but... You know, thankfully he's going to be in the next film, so we'll get to see more of Finn, and I think he'll have more to do. Like Gags, um, DJ, I, I did like Del Toro's performance. I know some people haven't been as fond of it, but I did love the things he did. Like I loved that bit where, you know, he highlighted that these arms dealers, you know, they sell to both sides, you know. Highlighting the grey in the universe, it is all black and white. And, and they, ne- they, and they also said his name, DJ, means don't join. Well, well there you go. That's as in don't join either well. side. Yeah, it's got yeah, a it's got a yeah. meaning behind. It's great. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then, like, we we I think what was it? Finn said. Finn says something to him at the end, doesn't he? He says something like, you know, you know, that there is a clear good side or something like that. I forgot the exact line, and he just says maybe. And just carries on like he do, you know, doesn't necessarily matter to him. He's just doing what he does. And as you say, staying staying outside the two sides and and doing his own thing. So no, that that was interesting for me. Um, obviously, some of the other things we were going to look at, we touched on earlier, was the force powers. Obviously, I think I've got more issues with that type of thing. You know, the different ones floating through space, force projection, hologram. You know. 
things like even things like Yoda as a ghost hitting Luke. We've never seen that before. Yoda creating lightning as a ghost. What were your thoughts or thoughts on those gags? I don't think you have as many of any issues with that type of thing, do you? No, I think um, I think things evolve, and um, and I and and I'm I'm not one that wants to. I love nostalgia and all that, but I think things need to move on. And I think things always grow as well. Something always evolves. And I think maybe, especially with the force projection, he's being pushed by Yoda to do something like that, to go beyond. And when that happens, it sucks so much power out of him. He pretty much <laughs> passes away. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But I, I, I do really think that, um, when, when they've added Yoda to it for there's a reason for it and if he's pushing him to do something different then I'm okay with that then, you know? I'm kinda of, I kind of I kind of I kind of make peace with the fact that he's been taught or that's his lesson to go and do this, the force projection stuff and I, and also they also have kind of explained the the force being used in terms of seeing each other because Snoke, who's supposed to be uh a major Sith, a very powerful Sith, has put that in their heads. And then once that power's there, that's why they can continue to use it. Or there's that connection created and not ended maybe because he died without clearing it up. So there's loads of openings in there with the Force. It's such a powerful thing, such an open thing. In this movie itself, they, you know, Luke believes in the Force, but doesn't believe in the Jedi, and he wants it to end, but he's telling her that it's everything, it's anything, it's whatever you want it to be. So, with that mindset, rather than having a set of rules, they're removing the rules. Do you get what I mean? They're removing the rules yeah, from yeah. it and saying, Do, you know, there's more power here, and you've got raw power. I've never seen anything like it apart from, from Ben. So, what... Luke has just said is that these two are maybe the most powerful force users he's ever met or felt. So would you not take that then at face value or would you, would you ignore it? Because it's said in the movie. Yeah, so it is. so yeah. then that means there's a possibility of evolution and more raw power to the force also. So I, I'm more open-minded about it. Uh, Joe, if you, if, if you know, I am, I'm a lot more open-minded about it and I'm happy, uh, to, to go along with things like that. I wish there was a Jedi mind trick in there somewhere. I miss that, but that was all really, she did say you can, you can move rocks and control people's minds. <laughs> no, Buy your pog, you will. Buy your pog, you will. <laughs> I bought a pog for well. my daughter, by the way. Very well argued, that gags. Very well argued. That you've even made me someone who's a bit more critical of that type of thing. I've I've had some. I've definitely got a lot more understanding of it when when it's put like that. And uh, great to hear that you've invested in a pug. I think Andy will be buying one himself. He lo- he loves his animals, as he told us. On, <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't want to know what he does. <laughs> Yes, less said about that the better, <laughs> just joking. What about yourself, Andy? I know we touched on it earlier about the Force. The, I think what I gathered earlier on is you don't really have any big issues. Would that be correct? Or or, yeah. or is, was there any of it that went a bit yeah. too far for you? No, absolutely correct. I, I've got no issues with it at all. And I don't understand why why people would have... Major issues in that, really. I mean, we we've seen before that that people have communicated via things, and they've looked into the future, and they've had visions. I mean, we had Anakin. You know, there's the visions there of things dying and scenes. So, I don't think it's too much of a stretch. You know, that they, they can see each other, and then, you know, that hologram projection. You know, they're existing as ghosts and interacting with people. You know, for heaven's sake. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. It, it's that you know we we don't go into the movie with with the for, the the rules of the force written out in in the bylaw that must be passed by you parliament. Do, you know, you mightn't do Andy, but I do. I always take them. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you'll need them. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got I've got I've got no problems at all because I think the way it was done, it was done in the sense that it was it was a, just a progression. 
Uh, it wasn't just us expecting it to massively all of a sudden change. You know, it, it was just, for me, it seemed like it was a natural progression, you know, that people were moving things along. And like what Gags has said, you know, what Yoda was setting up and what he was telling Luke, you know, it, it set that it set that scene up. So, you know, who's who's to say, you know, Yoda hadn't just instructed him how he can do this, so... Yeah. And it did, and it did have, a, a, as Gags points out, it did have a massive, massive cost to the extent that, well, you can understand why if any of them could do it, why they would never do it because the costs were so great. So no, yeah, great, exactly. Well, well made points by you both on that. Um, is there anything? I know we've touched on a lot, and there's so much in this film. Is there any favourite scenes or moments or anything like that that we haven't covered, Andy, that you, you'd like to mention before we uh, before we wrap up? I, I'm struggling, actually. That's great. That's great. Well, everything, really. We have. Yeah, we have. I've, We've talked about yeah. so much. I, I look, like I said, you know, we can pick holes in things and be disappointed about, you know, different parts and different aspects and think some things could have been been done better than others and you know it was missing this and it was perhaps missing that but overall i still enjoyed it i still really enjoyed it as a movie and even though i i do feel it it felt to me like it was just part of a story rather than you know a movie that had its own things it, it was almost like a movie that joins two of the movies together it was the bit in the middle Definitely. I still enjoyed it. You know, there, mm. there are, yes, of course there are, there are better Star Wars movies out of the franchise, mm. but, you know, just try and enjoy it. It wasn't terrible. It, wasn't. it was nothing like, you know, episode one. You know, that that was that was piss poor. But, the, you know, it was good. It was enjoyable. It, the fact we've done two hours on it tells you that exactly. there's something right about it, you know? Sure. Because sure. it, oh, it and, opens and up a geeky, discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, there's a, there's a hell of a, <laughs> hell of a lot. Hell of a lot, right? Any, anything, it, anything about um, Rose's um, pendant? Anything to do with Chirrut, a descendant of Chirrut, or something from from Rogue One? I don't know. Something that was playing in my mind. Interesting, interesting. Thinking too much, maybe as usual. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Some one. kind of belief, right? Some kind of belief. I mean, yeah. he believed in the Force, but what is she? What is she doing? You know, what is, what's that pendant about? Nothing. I've not seen anything like it before. Um, yeah, so that was the only other thing I thought of. But apart from that, I think we have covered everything. Uh, a little bit more chewy next time as well, please. Yeah, yeah, hope so, hope so. Well, I think that's a great place to to end it. So I'd just like to say uh, thanks very much to my two guests. Fantastic as always. And thanks to anyone who's listened. Um, where can people obviously find more of your work, Gags? I think there's a, a a little thing by the name of AI Pro that's excellent, <laughs> isn't it? You will find me um, hovering on AI Pro, on AI Under Pressure, or on the preview show um, every week. You can uh, please do sign up for AI Pro. There's people like Jan Moby on it, Peter Beardsley. We've got Mark Lawrence in this week as well over Christmas, and uh, we've got John Aldridge doing a, a two-hour interview as well. That's out over Christmas Day and Boxing Day, so you can check that out about his career. Loads of insight in that, very interesting, about the end of the days and stuff um, at Anfield, and obviously when joining, he's a Liverpool fan, so you can see how passionate he was. The Hillsborough stuff is moving very he found, you know had a rough time through that uh so go and listen to it it's a it's a really good show i edited that today um nina's interviewed Kay murray from being sports a women in football special that's out uh just after christmas as well so we've got all our content ready for you you can subscribe amfordindex.com forward slash join you get a free week as well with that so you can decide whether you want to stick to it or not but the majority of people stick around so give it a go because it is really good and um yeah there's so much more on AI. There's there's still the free stuff. So if you don't want to pay, plenty of free stuff going on as well. Oh, well, I just echo all that. Obviously, I know I'm biased, but the quality, it's just fantastic. And with with that offer where you can check it out for free, to me, it's a no-brainer. And like Gag said, I'd be shocked if you took it up for free and didn't want to continue because, you know, it's a five or a month. You know, it's it, it's it's... You know, it's it's a couple of coffees or whatever. You know what I mean? And it, you know, this can it, it's great for your commute. It's just just great for anyone who loves listening to to quality LFC content. 
What about yourself, Andy? Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter at Andy Armchair. If you should so desire to follow me on there, uh, I do have the the Res Review Show at the end of each month, uh, where we just look back on all the things Liverpool FC for that month, uh, matches, talking points, hand out uh, awards for goals and performances, and a little bit of look ahead to the 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 next season, the next month's fixtures, I should say. Uh, and there's a quiz in there as well for a bit of fun. So we try to give it a bit of an audio magazine feel to it. So uh, try and get a lot within about 45 minutes. So that's out there. And and I just echo what you both said, you know, AI Pro. I know it is behind a paywall, but it's some fabulous stuff on there. It really, really is good. It Well worth well, well worth that uh, that five quid. And, and to get it on a freebie to, you know, for on a free trial, you know, you've got nothing to lose. So if you haven't listened to it, just just go check it out. It's it's well worth it. Oh, that's great. Thanks very much to you both. Uh, if anyone would like to uh, check out more of my thoughts or, you know, we follow what, what's coming out on AI Movie Night, you can follow me at AI Movie Night on Twitter or at Joe Simpson 79 on Twitter. And always value any feedback, good or bad, any recommendation for future films to cover, anything like that. Thanks once again to my guests and thanks to everyone who's listened. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 